guys, it's Joy. Before we get to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, I wanted to talk to you about Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people. So if you're living an overall healthy lifestyle, like myself, you have a 60% lower risk of mortality than someone who isn't. I am. I am healthy now. Oh, good. Whether you're a runner, a cyclist, a vegan, maybe do hot yoga, Mm. you name it. Health IQ rewards you by saving you money on your life insurance. So more than half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33%. All these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. To learn more and see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash crazy or mention a promo code crazy when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now let's get to the show. Hey guys, it's Joy. Thanks for joining us in the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. This is a bonus pod live hang with Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer. Uh, we talk about the Steelers, the Raiders, uh, uh, emojis, poop emojis. He's very big on poop emojis. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. Lots of fun stuff. So uh, thanks for checking it out. And uh, we love you. Welcome to the hang. I'm Joy Taylor. We're joined by Rod Woodson. Welcome, Rod. Thanks for having me. So good to have you. I don't know if you know this, um, but I'm actually from Pittsburgh. Is that right? It is right. What part? I was born and raised in Turtle Creek, which is a suburb of, uh, of Pittsburgh. You know where Turtle Creek is? No. Dude, how did... What? Turtle Creek? You spent a lot of time like a, in Pittsburgh. I thought you were going to say turtleneck. Turtleneck? No. You, know turtlenecks you know where Monroeville is, right? Yes. I know what a turtleneck is, like a, the, the, <laughs> the shirt. Uh, you, okay, so it's like uh, yeah, five minutes area. from Monroeville. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like 10 minutes outside the city. Yeah. What, what part of the city did you live I in? I stayed in uh, Gibsonia. Oh, okay. So yeah, you got, yeah. You, like way yeah, over. Yeah, you were like out there. I used to go, I, they didn't even have a road to go out there. We'd stay at that drive down Midnight Road yeah. to get downtown all the time. Only work. only, uh, only Yenzers know what we're talking about right now. Yen's? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You are from Pittsburgh. I hear you coming on. I don't, I don't really yeah, have like the go. Pittsburgh accent, so... You know, I don't. I don't, but you I'll, did say, the yins, I don't so say I don't say I don't say yins guys. Right. Sasa, get some beers and that. I don't <laughs> do all that. Uh, I say y'all, but it's let's look. It's very. It's a very very strong. Uh, it is strong. It has accent. a little book. It has a book. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a book like the lingo of Pittsburgh. Yes. Uh, and if you if you find someone who speaks it strong, I have some strong. It can confuse you. Uh, yeah. Like for example, we say gum bands instead of rubber bands. Yeah. What red you, up. Uh, red up. Remember, you know what red up? Red up. Red, red up. Red, red up, up, red up, like clean up. Oh, clean red up. up, yeah, crick, um, the water, the wash, um, burr, beer, south side, <laughs> south side, Maine brothers. Um, it's like it's kind of country, but like not. I don't know. It's 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 not my favorite accent, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Um, so you played for the Steelers, obviously, and you played for the Raiders, uh, and you coached for the Raiders up until yeah. recently. Uh, so what do you think of John Gruden and his uh, his monster deal with the Raiders? Uh, you know, I um. I don't, I don't agree with the ten-year, hundred million-dollar deal. I mean, you know, he won fifty-three percent of his game. He went to one AFC Championship game when he was in Oakland the first time around. He won one Super Bowl in Tampa. I say with Tony Dungy's team, <laughs> um, and then after that, he it, it fizzled for him. Um, you know, is he? He's been away for a long time. You know, is is he going to be a better coach this time around? You know, he he talked about bringing nineteen ninety-eight back. I don't know if that's. I don't know how that's going to work because these millennial players don't think the same way as the old school players when he came in and was coaching. Yeah, I'm kind of a millennial. I think. Am I old enough to be? An, am I too old to be a millennial? How yeah, old I'm are too you? old. I'm 31. You're there. I mean, my my. I'm kids, on like the back end of the millennials. Yeah, because my kids are millennials, and, and my how old kids, are your kids? My kids from 27 to 18, and they want to work hard. 
to a certain degree mm. because they still want a life and they still want to have their free time. And these athletes are the same way. They want to work hard to a certain degree. They want to make a lot of money and say they're great, but they don't want to really work for it. Well, millennials, um, we, uh, I don't want to say we, because I don't consider myself really to be a millennial because I am a hard worker. Mm. I've worked very hard uh, for everything that I have. Um, but I, I was like the last generation that grew up without a cell phone. Okay. There so we like go. I didn't get a cell phone until I was there you go. almost 17. And it was go. the one with the snake that you right. got to type like right. to get every word. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know if that really counts. Okay. Like I remember what it was like to not have the internet. Right. So you're not really a millennial. So I'm not really a millennial. Yeah. But millennials don't really, they're, they kind of like don't need to win to be famous. Mm. Yes. And it's, they want, it's, it's the microwave generation. They, they want the instant gratification for what they're doing right now. They want the fame without putting in really hard work. Right. So, and the athletes are very similar. They're, they're no different. And, you know, they're going to work hard for you. But, you know, they put GPS trackers, this new technology, they put GPS trackers on players nowadays in practice. And then if they run too much in one day, they come back to the coach the next day and go, well, he redlined today. So tomorrow you got to take it easy. I'm like, what? He's not going to redline. If he redlines on Sunday, right? he redlines. We're not going to put a tracker on him on Sunday. That's funny that you so said that because uh, I, I think Rudin mentioned the, the fancy new GPS uh, machines. Uh, which I, which in my mind, I think he was talking about like the actual car, like the Garmin with the sticky thing. <laughs> I think that's what he was talking about. So there's, they actually put GPSs on the guys they in put, the practice. They, they put them in the back of their pads, and they track how fast they're running, how much they run, and they can see how their top end speed to the low end speed. And if they run too much, and if they get to what they call a red line, I don't know what that really means. Um, but if they get to the red line, they think that they can pull day, and get Rod. hurt, huh? They've worked enough for that day. That's I know, thing. basically. And then the next day, <laughs> they got to come back, and we don't work them hard. I'm like, you that what? That doesn't make sense to me. But it's the new technology, and almost every team in the National Football League and really in modern sports is doing it. Right. So you don't think that John Gruden's going to adapt to that that new? Uh, I don't think he fancy will. Fancy um, Well, he said he's going to bring. He said he's bringing back 1998. And if he's doing that, he's going to get rid of all the GPS tracking and all that stuff. Now, I think this. I think he might be a short-term fix. I just don't know if 10 years is a great thing. I don't think he's going to be around for 10 years. And I'm, I'm hoping somewhere along the line that Mark Davis has some outs. Because in five years, if the guy's 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, five years down the road, right. you got to pay him another $50 million. So Good I'm hoping deal, some way, somehow that Mark Davis put some outs in there for him. Do, uh, do you like the idea of them going to Vegas? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's people gamble on sports all the time. You know, so. But it's, it sucks for Oakland, though. Well, it does. Now, unfortunately, they couldn't get a deal done um, for the Raiders there. You gotta remember, the Warriors are leaving. Yeah. The Warriors, no, no, no. Are, they're going to San Francisco. Oakland, Oakland's eating it pretty bad. And, and a couple years ago, about four years ago, five years ago, the A's are trying to move to Santa Clara. And the only reason they didn't get the um, get the move is because the, the the way the Major League Baseball is set up is in territories, right. and that's the Giants' territory, and they couldn't build there. So they wouldn't have had any teams there in a couple of years if the A's got the move and the Raiders are moving. So it's kind of unfortunate because I love Oakland, a lot of hard workers there. Um, I love that city. Um, it's just kind of a blue collar city that. You know, when, you, when you're there, you love the people, you love the culture, you love the environment. Uh, just unfortunate that the Raiders are not going to be there anymore. Yeah, I lo I've always liked the Las Vegas move. I actually think that uh, once the stadium is built, they should just always have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. 
But they're going to have the Super Bowl there. They're going to have the draft there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just doesn't. It, I think it would. First of all, I don't want to go to Minnesota for the Super Bowl. I didn't go no. to the Minnesota Minnesota for the Super Bowl, and thank you God because it was really cold. I'm sure it was awful. Mm. I, the, the, I saw the snow. I'm not into snow. I grew up in Pittsburgh like and I zero left. Degrees. I went to Miami and now I live in LA. So snow. Yeah. It was. It was less than zero degrees. And if, seriously though, for the fan experience, like if you bring your family and you like spend all this money to go to the Super Bowl, and where are you going to go? Like you're going to stay in the mall the whole time? That's what you had to do. It's literally, <laughs> yeah, it's li there's li you literally oh, can't go outside. Um, so what happened last last season with the Raiders? Um, I mean, a lot of things happened. We just didn't play the way we were capable of playing. Um, to me, personally, some of our core players who were um, some of the receivers, some of the linebackers that we had, some of the safeties that we had that were our core backup players, they were all not brought back. And then... Um, you know, Bill Musgraves was let go. Ty Downing took over, um, and then the offense didn't didn't play the way they did the previous year. And Derek didn't play the way he did the previous year. That was a downfall right there because everything was predicated on how good our offense was going to be. Right. Our defense played better than it did the previous year, um, but we were, that defense wasn't built to sustain a winning season. It was based on what the offense was going to do. And the offense didn't perform that well. Do you think that if they can get the defense uh, shored up this year and put a couple pieces around it, um, do you think that Derek Carr is that guy? Well, I, I think he's not going to play as bad as he did last year. Right. So I think, I think Gruden will help him in the sense that he will have him refocused in on what's right for Derek. Uh, Derek has all the tools. He's not a great player yet, but he does have all the tools. And he does want to be great. He's going to work hard for that team. So, uh, and I love Derek Carr. Um, I'm hoping that he, he plays the way he's capable of playing. I just don't, I know he won't play as bad as he did last year. So I think they'll have a better year. I just don't know how many years they can sustain that. Uh, we're going to take some questions with Rod also, so put them in the comment section, and we're going to play the emoji game a little bit later also. Um, so Richard Sherman uh, recently left the, the disassembled Seahawks, uh, and now he's with the 49ers, and he very uh, notoriously negotiated his own contract um, which I actually, I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't like, I don't care if someone's overpaid. I don't care if someone's underpaid. Uh, as long as you're not in charge of, of, of what I get paid, I don't really care what you do. Right. Like, I don't it, do whatever you want. If the, if the, if the deal ends up being bad, it's your fault. Yeah. I mean, the problem I have, first of all, Seattle, you get rid of your best players and think you're going to be a better team. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Now, and actually, a, a lot of people do that. Uh, and they think they're getting better, and they're never, they're never ever getting better. <laughs> like, when you say it so simply, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, when Richard comes, you know, he came over here, he represented himself. A little different, you know. He, he believes in his abilities. He believes that he's going to be healthy. He believes that he's going to play. He believes that he's going to reach all the incentives. Then that's a great deal. But if he doesn't reach all the incentives, if something bad happens to him once again, then he only gets the, basically he got $3 million signing bonus, he'll get the $2 million roster bonus come training camp. He'll get that $5 million and that'll be it. Right. So, you know, I think an agent probably would have gave him a little bit more guaranteed money, but at the end of the day, uh, he's comfortable in his own skin. We know Richard, he, he believes in himself, he believes in his abilities. He's a smart guy. I mean, he went to Stanford. You can't get into Stanford not being smart. Sure. Now, does he understand the ins and outs of being an agent? I don't think he does, but uh, he put all his eggs in his basket, and he, he's counting on himself. I mean, it's, it's a new wave now. You, don't, you can do whatever you want. We have a reality star uh, as the president of the United States, so I feel like you can, you can do anything, kids. 
You really can. Just put your mind to it, uh, and you can accomplish anything. Uh, I don't. I personally would not want uh, to be in the, be in the front of that, those negotiations. Um, I wouldn't either. And it's just like contract paperwork. Uh, it's I, I, I can't. The language it. inside Even the contract. Even if you are smart, like you just you have to be someone who knows how to read a contract. Like, even agencies have legal departments you know, that double check for the agent that reads over the contract. So right. I'm sure he, I'm sure he gave it to other people. I'm sure he didn't just sit there and read it in his living room by candlelight, but either, either, I would hope e not. <laughs> either way though, I, even if he did, like, it's not, I'm not losing any money if Richard Sherman's deal sucks. No, no so. you want, I mean, you want guys to make all the money they can. I do, you really but do. if I, you want to negotiate your contract of, of all incentives and, and God forbid but, something happens to you, like it's on you. That's your right. I wouldn't have done it. I played 17 years. I would have been uncomfortable doing it myself because I don't. I know I don't understand contracts. Hopefully, he had somebody else look at it. I'm sure he did. So I mean, if he did, that's great. If not, at the end of the day, he's making five million. Five million is a lot of money. Yeah, we throw we throw these numbers around a lot. I would take five million dollars. That's that's a lot of money. I would take year. that. If someone wants to give me five million dollars, I'll take that. <laughs> um, what do you, what happened in Seattle though? Like you, you we're going to talk about Michael Bennett in a little bit. Uh, Richard Sherman's gone. Um, it seems it seems like at least on the defensive side, Pete Carroll lost control of, of that team. Well, I mean, it's he had some strong personalities right. in Seattle, and when you're winning, it's okay. It's okay to have those strong personalities. It's okay to have people speak their minds the way they were speaking them up there, and then once you start losing and you're not going back to the Super Bowl and you're not winning as many games, now it's not so nice to be around. Right now, I don't. I still believe that. You know, Michael Bennett, that dude is a heck of a player. He's going to cause a lot of havoc. And getting him over in Philly? Oh, come on, man, that's unfair. It is unfair. No, it's really unfair. So I think they're way better than they were last year already, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Seattle Seahawks, I just don't understand. You know, Cam got hurt. You know, he's still there. Earl's still there. But you get rid of your best corner. Yeah, you bring in a young kid from last year. But they're, they're not going to be the same. And if you're putting all your eggs in the Russell Wilson basket, then so be it. I think they'll be 10 and 6. Mm. Uh, they're not going to be the same team they were winning Super Bowls and going well, back I, to Well, I don't Super think Bowls. they were the same team uh, that was going to win a Super Bowl once they threw that interception uh, in Malcolm Butler. Oh, well, that was the stupidest like, decision in mm. pro football history. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 Marshawn Lynch was <laughs> gutting them. And then you go to the one-inch line and say, you know what? I'm going to throw a slant. Yeah, he got cute. I, I would say, I mean, Skip always used this, uses the statistic that during the regular season, uh, I think it was like four times they had it on the one-yard line and gave it to Marshawn, and he was stopped three out of four times. So if you play, like, the statistics. But to me, if, if, if Marshawn's cooking them and... He was averaging the, five yards a carry. Right. And also, in that spot, if you give it to Mar like just give it to Marshawn every time, right? And if Absolutely. he can't get in, I feel like you can live with that. You can live like, with you that. Like you can one. live with okay, we we gave we gave it to Marshawn. We did our best. Like sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But when you lose in that fashion, like that dramatically, uh, when you've gone off script, when like I, went, I don't know. I don't, I don't think went the team that, ever recovered from that. They have not. They haven't. I mean, they went down that whole field for the most part, giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and then as coaches do. They try to get really cute and smart and say, I'm going to outthink that other team. I'm going to throw it. <laughs> they were waiting for it. I mean, it was just like, like the dumbest. Sometimes football is a simple game. It's just not easy to play at a high level all the time. Right. Keep it simple. Keep it stupid simple. Do what you're doing the whole time down there and just run the ball. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's obviously easier now that it's happened for all of us to have our opinion about it. 
So I'm kind of trying to separate it from it, but I still really believe that even if they had completed that, that there would have been people like, how, what are you doing? Like, that's so risky. Oh, I said that as soon as it happened. As soon as you dropped back, I was like, what are you doing? And well, you why right. would you not give that guy <laughs> the ball? I don't, I don't have the, I don't think anyone has the answers. Nobody has uh, answers. They don't I, even have the answers. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, down the road, once everyone's retired and stuff, we'll get a 30 for They'll 30, well, you know, yeah. Well, what are they going to call that one? <laughs> the dumbest plays in pro football. The day history. the Legion of Boom died. I don't know. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are my like one A team. So I grew up in Pittsburgh. Who's your? Who's your? The Dolphins. Oh, oh okay. You're um, transplanted. Team. Well, yeah, well, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so right. obviously Dan Marino is a, is a Pitt guy, uh, and yep, then uh, yep. I had a family member play for the Dolphins for a few years, so I had to have some allegiance there. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, it's that's kind of stuck with me. Uh, unfortunately. But the Steelers uh, can't seem to be the Patriots, which is very annoying. Um, and Ben has been talking about retiring. Yeah. Sometimes he wants to retire. Sometimes he doesn't. They don't really have a backup situation for that. Um, how many more years do you think Ben has left? I think Ben has two to three. Uh, it, it, to me, the Steelers need to be that smash mouth still running the football when they have to with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is outstanding running right. back. I mean, they, now they have one of the best right receivers in the National Football League, Antonio Brown. You have an outstanding quarterback. I, I give them two or three years, um, but I think their downfall is not even been in the offense, it's been the defense. Their defense is not the same defense as been in the past. They don't have no playmakers on the back end. They have nobody can really get to the quarterback in the front end. And they're not as physical as they used to be. And You want to come back? You got like another year in you? No. no. <laughs> I can play checkers. I can play chess. I can play Fortnite with my kids, oh, but I Fortnite. cannot Here play. Go with this Fortnite. But I cannot play football anymore. <laughs> um, I think that's actually part of uh, Pittsburgh's problem is that their reputation as a franchise is that defensive, um, like, hand-in-the-dirt, hard-nosed reputation, and they're actually not. They're actually they're not kind anymore. of like a finesse offense. The offense is, is finesse, but they're scoring points. They score a lot of points. Yeah, but, so they, but then they, they have the other team that scores a lot of points, too. That's right. That's why the defense is, the, to me, the defense has been the key. Right. Why they're not as successful as they should be because this is not the same defense. There's not as physical. They haven't got any true playmakers at the cornerback position. Uh, their safeties are okay, but they never really placed Troy, which is hard to replace. Uh, and at the end of the day, when you're a 3-4, you got to have some backers. And you don't have that many backers. And if you ha when you're 3-4, you need your, your five technique, your nose tackles. You need them to penetrate and get inside. They do have some good players. I mean, you know, Hayward, he's, he's an outstanding player for yeah, them. Yeah, well, then they lost Shazier, which is obviously a huge Which is huge loss. unfortunate for him and his career, but he was an outstanding player. Yeah. But you needed more than that. And I, I think they just they haven't been the same defense for quite a while. What's your opinion of Mike Tomlin? I love Mike. I do. I, I think, you know, I did an internship there. Uh, before I started coaching with the Raiders, and man, that dude can speak, man. I mean, he when he was talking, I was like, "Ooh!" I looked, I looked at Colonel Lake, who was a defensive back coach at the time. I was like, "Lake, if I could still play, I'd play for him." Yeah, I, I mean, I love Mike Tomlin, and the Steelers are not the kind of franchise that shuffles through coaches and makes right. major changes. Uh, I just wonder what's going to happen once Ben retires, and obviously, like they haven't been able to get over that that hump. I don't, I don't think that they're going to get back to another Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately. Well, I mean, um, the, hard, the hard thing is they can't beat New England. Right, and, and Tom Brady beat, is still playing, so. And you can't beat New England playing fire zones that they play. 
when you play New England, you got to play man-to-man, tight man-to-man, get pressure from the middle. That's not what the Steelers do. Right. It would also help if the refs didn't rob them on the um, touchdown, but whatever. Oh, yes. What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, it's a catch. Maybe we'll figure it out this year. They changed the ruling. Mm-hmm. It, it, that would have been a catch now. It's too late. It's very now. frustrating. Too late. Uh, too it late. is too late. It's very frustrating. Um, all right, so we're going to take a few questions with Rod now. This is from Andrew. Uh, well, there we go. We asked how many years uh, Ben has left. How many more years does Tom Brady have left? I give Tom two. Mm. Two years. Two years to play the way he wants to play. Um, you know, he... He lost Amadola. Um, he, he has a couple tools. Who knows what Gronk is going to do? Um, he doesn't have a great running game, so they're a passing team. Um, so, I, But I give him the way he wants to play and the way he's been playing his, throughout his whole career. I give him a max two years. I've stopped, uh, I've stopped allowing myself to be hurt by Tom Brady. <laughs> so a- after the after the the comeback against the Falcons, I just like submitted to it, like all right, he's the greatest ever, and like I'm just no, I'm no longer getting upset at their their dominance and how great they are, so, and I'm not gonna doubt them. However, if I if if I was to allow myself to be vulnerable, which I'm not in the mood for, but if I was to, this year is particularly interesting because they, it's appears that they forced Bill Belichick to change to trade Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know what happens when a franchise doesn't have a, a replacement for their franchise quarterback. Right. Um, and there seems to be like little little cracks in the in the fortress of the Patriots, and then like the leaks. It's just very very like uncharacteristic ending to the season for the Patriots. Well, I think the biggest thing. I mean, you bench Butler in the Super Bowl. He was like 97% of the plays yeah. that he played in throughout the year on the defensive side. He was your number one defensive back in the, for your team. And then right before the game starts, you go, oh, by the way, you're not playing today at all. And that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's and they've never really came out to say why. They just say it was a football decision. And you played a guy, Eric Rowe, who came from Philly and said he was better than Butler. Right. And he wasn't. And then they who, who did they go after? They went after Eric Rowe. So, I mean, it's, I don't understand that move. I think that was like one of the things that probably put a little cloud over Bill Belichick's head. I mean, he's, he's been a great coach. He really has. He's had a great run with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's really good. I, uh, yes, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. No, I'm I, not I, saying that. Who's I didn't say that. Ooh. I didn't say that. Ooh, I did not say that. Okay. Tom Brady has won more games, hmm. so maybe than any other quarterback. Who's, who's but the, the best greatest? pure quarterback throwing the football, Dan Marino. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. But I, but I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the, the, that. But Dan is my guy. Uh, but but I I would put Tom Brady above him because he has been the most dominant, and in my opinion, the most clutch. But, it's, but you gotta you have to look at the game, and when you look at the game, you got to look at it through different lenses because the game has changed. So when they first came, when Dan Marino was throwing the ball, he wasn't protected. We get to hit, we could hit Danny anywhere we wanted to, anytime we wanted to. Any of those receivers he threw to, we can hit them any way we wanted to, wherever we wanted to. Now, everybody's overprotected. Quarterbacks are throwing for four thousand yards like it's nothing. That's easy. Yeah, but to me, in order, like, there's, there's, there's now he's there's different great, than everybody else. There's great, and then to be considered the greatest, you have to have at least one ring. I don't believe in that. I don't believe because it's the ultimate team sport. Dan Marino had nothing else. And Danny took those guys, and I, I, I don't want to dish all the guys that played with Dan Marino, but Danny was the cog to that Dolphins offense. Right. 
really the Dolphins team in general. And he didn't have a great running game. He didn't have great receivers. He didn't have a great tight end. He never had a great defense to go along with him. And they were still going to the playoffs. I don't know how you managed to get me to argue with you about, like, <laughs> against Dan Marino or Tom Brady, but that's, we're going to stop this before it gets out of control. Uh, <laughs> this is from Bradley. We know you have a uh, – oh, we know you have a bunch. What is your best Ray Lewis story? Oh, sugar. <laughs> uh, I guess um, the, the, the best uh, retellable Ray Lewis story. Sugar? Um, I just remember – when, when you... Yeah, is that, is that a word? I like, say this is a locker room, right? This is a locker room. And if the locker room is set up like this, they would go, all the offensive players would be here, offensive linemen, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, and then you get to the defense, it would be all the defensive linemen, all the linebackers, and all the DBs. And I remember as soon as I came into our locker room, you know, I walk over to the DBs, and I'm like, my locker's not there. I'm like, where, where is my locker? And I look over there, and it's right next to Ray Lewis's locker. And I went and sat down, and the first thing I remember just talking to him, he and he called me Mr. Woodson. I said, dude, <laughs> if you call me Mr. Woodson <laughs> one more time, we're going to be fighting it here. <laughs> but, I mean, it was because, you know, I, I played 13 years. Mm-hmm. He was in his third year. He was respectful. But, you know, Ray became uh, a quiet leader to arguably one of the best leaders to ever see play in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And tremendous guy, tremendous uh, individual. That's my that's my boy right there. Yeah, he's our guy. He's our guy. That was a nice story, Rod. I feel like you have like a, a, a funnier more, like a but other I'm stories, a, but uh, I'm not gonna push you. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna play the emoji game. Are you an emoji guy? Yeah, we learned you're a Fortnite guy. Well, my sons play Fortnite, so I keep my time with them uh, oh, okay. by getting by on Fortnite, Fortnite, and then we'll get on and talk to each other. And I gotta tell them quit cussing. Yeah, I mean, this, this Fortnite, it's, it's, uh... Use it's, a different adjective, please. Yeah, it's for, your dad's it's for on Renegades. The phone. I mean, like, your dad's at the headset. My, uh, my nephews play, oh, yeah. and it's, I, I, I don't, I don't have time for video games because I have stuff to do, but... Of course you um, do. When you're sitting at home, you, you're not doing anything. You no, I'm sleeping, because I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Oh, and well, then, that's different. I'm not getting up Yeah, uh, but, um, my free time is not spent playing video games, but I understand people like to do that, so, uh... The children play the video games, and I go in and I'm watching him because, like, you know, to spend time with them, that's what they do. And there's like noises coming out of the television. I'm like, who are these? What's, what is this? They're on the internets, and they're they're talking to people on from in other places. I'm like, I don't understand. So you're talking to a person that's like in another country right now? Yeah, it's very no uncomfortable. What, you, you have no idea where they're at. I don't like it. It's a little different. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I'll have mine on and other people be talking and I don't know who they are. I won't say it. Act like I don't have, I don't have a mic. Yeah. It's creepy. I don't know. <laughs> I can't get into it. Um, I, I, I like Doc Hunter. All right. Um, th- I'm going to read you a quote. And okay. So are you an emoji guy? Because we know you're no, a Fortnite not, guy. No, see. So, we so got, you, don't have, you don't use the emojis? You got poop? That's poop. Yep. <laughs> I actually got, think that was originally supposed to be chocolate ice cream, but poop is funnier. Yeah. You got, is this somebody crying? Uh, oh, crying or laughing. laughing crying or laughing. Laughing so hard. This is sad. Yes. Oh, I, I, I love you. Okay. Or this love, and that's one hundred. Yeah. Okay. Am I keeping it real? Is that what one hundred yeah, is? Yeah, sure. Keeping it real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, Let's so I'm gonna the poop back up. <laughs> I like the poop. I'm gonna read um, something, and then you just pick your emoji response, like your okay. emotional response okay. to it. Um, so Michael Bennett, your guy. Uh, he's talking oh. about facing uh, NFC East quarterbacks. He says, I know Eli Manning is probably watching this and thinking, I'm coming. I know Dak is watching this. Like, yeah, he's coming, and I am. Uh, Alex Smith, he knows he can't run for me. 
Uh, I told him in the Pro Bowl, it's definitely going to be a great season. It's going to be fun to be out here and be able to chase these quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Michael Bennett so, is with I get the Eagles. A new, can I do two? Sure. Whatever so, you want. He's keeping it 100. He is. He's keeping it real. I love that dude. <laughs> I love that dude. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. I do. I like Michael Bennett also. I like a, I like a good uh, a good trash talker. You know, he likes to take it seriously. I I, I I do think it's also kind of funny that all like the Seahawks guys are like being a little petty because I like I like pettiness. Um, so he's he's you know he's Richard Sherman's always, been like always that. Stopped. yeah yeah he 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 has. Uh, and also when you join the uh, Super Bowl champs, it's very easy to. Talk bleep because. Oh yeah, they're gonna be nice. They're gonna be pretty good. They are. Do you think good. that they'll they'll repeat? It's really hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat, but you can't repeat by the with the same team that you had last year, and they don't have the same team already. Yeah. And then Carson Wentz coming back, and I'm gonna tell you what, and I Nick Foles played well. They, not Carson Wentz, man. Mm. He throw that rock. Poor Nick Foles. I feel bad. I, I mean, I feel bad for Nick Foles. He's making a lot of money being Nick uh, Foles. Nick, he's, he's making a lot of money, but like, it's like he just won the Super Bowl, first Super Bowl. Our, our producer John is from Philadelphia. He, he he's had a had a had a good year oh, so far. It's yeah. um, <laughs> a great year. You had a great year. <laughs> but like, you won the first Super Bowl for Philadelphia, and then like, you don't get to keep your job. That's that's kind of bleepy. Well, it is, but it's it's reality. Yeah, reality can be kind of bleepy sometimes. So. It, it but like, I, but it, I I will say though, he's used to being the backup. But it's different when you're the backup when you just won a Super Bowl over Tom Brady. He did, who, and he who and threw he played like 500 yards. Tom threw for a lot of yards. He threw for a lot of yards. It was a great offensive performance for both sides. Mm. I just don't think it's going to be that way with Michael Bennett. There. Michael Bennett's going to be disruptive in yeah. the middle of that field. And, and that's what they really needed. Um, talk and bleep to Alex Smith, huh? Check down Alex. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is Peyton Manning. Alex threw a deep last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. They did uh, They did beat the Patriots that one time. Yeah. Remember when everyone was like, oh, yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. And um, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the running back who was head of the Hall of Fame? Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, that lasted a long time. Uh, no, just to cream honey, it was great. Uh, ESPN ranked Tom Brady as the 20th most dominant athlete of the last two decades in a ridiculous list that makes no sense, but that's it's that time of year, so we got to put out lists to get everybody bothered. Um, uh, r- race car driver Michael Shoemaker uh, and Serena are racer Williams. Car, are, racer car, are race car drivers athletes? First I'm going to go with yes because NASCAR either, is a big part of Fox. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna check the yes box. Okay. Um, I, I I think it requires a, a little bit of physical stamina to to, to stay in a car that long. Okay. You ever been on a road trip? Pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six six hours. Six hours. Yeah. I've driven from uh, from Pittsburgh to Miami many times, and it's yeah. an awful experience. But so I give them credit for that. Okay. Anyway, um, do you? Peyton is ranked third on this list. Over, Who is second? Over Where's Floyd? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, don't even get me. Look, look, look. look. And no disrespect to whoever made this list, but, like, the, 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 the criteria of this list is that it's based on foolproof uh, numbers. What numbers? Because quarterbacks got win-loss records, but why wouldn't Ray Lewis be over one of those guys? Correct. Well, they do have win-loss records. And you know Floyd has not lost. So, right. And so I, don't, I, don't, I do not like Floyd Mayweather at all. I'm not a Floyd Mayweather fan. Yes. I just respect I, what he's done. I'm in less than a fan, career. but I can separate uh, what he's done in the right. ring from – who All he is is a garbage right, person. Right. But the <laughs> the the fact of the matter is, is he's never lost. So if exactly. we're just, if it's like the most dominant athlete, isn't that like number one? I would think he would be so up there. So it's Tiger I, number one, which is uh, like, okay. Tiger's so hot right now. 
Tiger are so hot right now. So that's he's back. Why, that's, he's yeah, back. He is back. Tiger's back. He's back. Um, so, yes. So Tiger's number one. LeBron is number two. Peyton Manning is number three. So do I have to give like an emoji for the well, list itself? You can do that if you want, but the question is oh, also, the yeah, the list, the poop. list, list we're going to go. Sorry, poop. guys. Like, just, I get what you're doing. Good for you. Lots of clicks. I'm with you. That's kind of scary, though. You got poop with eyes. <laughs> I, there's so many. Just think if your poop started talking to you. That would be like, you'd be like, what? There's so many jokes, <laughs> and I'm going to skip all of them. Uh, but Peyton, the point is, Peyton was listed as more dominant than Tom Brady. No. Which I'm also going to go with yeah, this that's one. Poop. Yes. Yeah. That is talking poop. Yeah. Uh, I know Peyton's very loved, but no. So so you would put Floyd. I would put Floyd number one. I would one. put Floyd number one. It's, it's over the last 20 years. Yes. So I would put Floyd number one. I also would put, I'd put Floyd number one. Um, I, I'd probably put I'll Serena put another second. boxer up there too, though. I would put uh, Andre Ward, mm -hmm. who never lost, who was pound for pound, one of the best boxers to, pl to, ever, to box. And he, he never lost since he was 12 years old till he retired this past year. So he was up. He could be up there. Yeah, but Andre uh, is not, you know, Money Mayweather, so. I know. He's just a really nice guy. He yeah. does a lot of great things for people. That's, that's I'm with you. I'm just saying, like, that's, Who wants that? that's, that's why uh, he was not listed. Uh, and also, like, I, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to discuss that list anymore. Uh, and they also had Shannon listed as the tw uh, uh, undefeated did the top uh, HBCU uh, players of all time, uh, or athletes of all time, and Shannon was 23. Shannon who? Sharp. Oh, really? My boy <laughs> Shannon! Shug, I love you, Shug. I mean, Shay, Shay, Shug, I got Shug, Shay. Shug, Shay, Shay, Shug, Shay. Yeah, so that, that, that list needs to be reworked also. Um, okay, Saquon Barkley uh, says he is the best player in the draft. He was interviewed by NFL Network's Kim Kimberly Jones. She said, do you think you're the best player in this draft? She said, he said, yes, ma'am. She said, no doubt. He said, yes, ma'am. There's no Shut doubt up. he Shut is. Shut up and play. <laughs> Shut up and play. Poop. You're a rook. You haven't been drafted yet. You played college ball. Be quiet. Oh, man. Beautiful. Go ahead, Rod. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I don't. Look, I, I feel like if that's your, if that's your deal um, and you're, you're great, fine but like you're you're gonna eat you're gonna show up and they're gonna make you eat your words but like this is what i say though the kid he doesn't seem like he's a cocky person he was asked a question he answered the question because if you asked me if i was coming out if i was the best player in the draft i'd be like yeah absolutely i'm the best player in the draft well, why is that poop? huh why is that poop because oh, he, he needs to just just don't answer it like that this, this yeah this, i mean he, he could have said see just because they asked you the question you got to learn how to spin the question my guy. Spin the question. Just be like, hey, for example, I'm uh, I'm the interview. I think I'm, I'm, I'm Kimberly. I think, I think Rod, I'm Rod. Really... Hello. You're um you're here for the uh, NFL draft. Do you think you are the best player in the NFL draft? You know, there's a lot of great players in the draft, um, but I believe that um, I'm one of the better players. Uh, for sure. There's no chance that you think you're the best player in the draft. Again, like I said, I think it's a lot of great players in the draft, and I think I just want to have an opportunity to play in the National Football League. It's oh, mm. elite. So good. I, I mean, listen. I I, I love a I love a cocky athlete. Um, I, I I love the trash talk. It's great. I do but too. But I just but but I just I know what it comes what comes with it. And then it's like this unfortunate spiral. Like for example, Baker. I think Baker Mayfield is the best player in the draft. Uh, but that's because I value quarterbacks a lot. You're looking at me like, uh, you know, uh, like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. 
It's, I think it's hard to rate players in the draft because we rate them for what they did in college, right. not how they are in the league. Because I think when they're in the league, we're going to say, five years down for real, we're going to say, who had the best draft in five years? Well, yeah, ago. I mean, if you look back on uh, and rework how you would draft draft classes, it's always a joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom Brady is probably the best example of that. Shannon, was, Shannon was, is a great example of that. But did you see Tom Brady run? Yeah, when he, he looks came like out? Phoebe, but I like mean, when he ran, you like that was a six-round quarterback. Yeah, no, he, I, I agree <laughs> like, with you, but Tom Brady still can't run, you know, he can't, and it doesn't matter. It's not a part of his game. He cannot catch either. <laughs> he can't no. catch either. Um, but uh, he does catch rings. Um, but either way, though, like I, I agree with you. It's, that's how you have to rank them. But more importantly, your answer is impeccable, and I very much encourage the uh, the spin answers yes. for these guys. And I don't like I, I'm willing to teach a class for a very low rate. Uh, of how you can just avoid any question whatsoever by just exactly what you did. Just say a bunch of uh, words that really don't mean anything. Um, and then just answer the question. An don't answer, answer the question. Like, right. that's that's the point. Someone asks you a question, you either don't know what they asked you or you know that answering it directly is going to get you in trouble. Answer your own question. That's Create right. a new question. But, you know, when you're 20, I get it. When you're 21-ish, 22, I, I, I don't know what I would have said when I was 22. Because when I was 22, I was kind of stupid. <laughs> I really was. I wasn't the best at 22 either, but yeah. <laughs> I also didn't have a, I, I wasn't uh, considered to be one of the top athletes in the country and yeah, about to make millions absolutely. of dollars. So I think I probably would have rewarded it. But anyway, uh, we'll see how Saquon does in the draft. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. appreciate you. it. We'll catch you next time on The Hang. <laughs>